Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode whatever. I don't even know at this point of Command Point. This is Shane, <laughs> and I am here with Ryan as as usual. Ryan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. One of these days, we're going to have to remember what episode we're on. I, th- I think we, we were, the, like the last two episodes, I think we actually did remember, um, but it's it's been a while since we've recorded the last episode, so I don't I don't know off yeah. the top of my head. It's, late 40s, I think. Number. Yeah, it's late 40s. Number. Um, yeah, but we're here today to talk about all sorts of things. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a new, uh, big thing going on with, with, the with kill team into the dark, that box coming out soon that we haven't really talked about at all on the channel. And, uh, but the primary thing we want to talk about here today is, uh, kind of, kind of direction that we're going in here, uh, at command point with, uh, with, with talking about, um, more games and specifically one game in particular that we've been playing uh marvel crisis protocol yeah and uh this is obviously a uh this is a kill team podcast as you guys have always known it uh kill team you know we we have always kind of just been kill team content creators but there are other games out there as as it turns out and uh kill team is not the only game that we actually like um and and we want to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, uh marvel crisis protocol or mcp and uh, and some of the ideas that we have for content going forward. But first, before we get into any of that stuff, we should talk about Kill Team uh, Into the Dark because this is the next big box coming out. Um, and uh, it's also the first box that we're getting that, that wasn't on like the release map that they released way Correct. back when. Because mm-hmm. uh, because some people were like, before the Into the Dark got announced, it was like, are we going to get another thing? Like, what's going on? Like, are we in limbo? But no, we are not in limbo. Um, we we have Kill Team Into the Dark. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, Ryan, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, the box set looks pretty cool when they initially previewed it. And they were just kind of showing like the, you know, the two Kill Teams. The crew looked awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, the, the Imperial Voidsman Navy Troopers or whatever, I was... I, they only showed, like, one or two models, like, the guy with the... the couple guys with the shotguns, and then, like, the leader with the bolt pistol or whatever, and I'm just like, all right, so is this just going to be another, like, guard-equivalent team? But um, uh, evidently not. The latest uh, Warhammer Community article, which previews, like, the whole set, it, it looks like there's a guy with, like, what looks like a LAS cannon... And there's, mm-hmm. like, models here that have, uh, like, chain fists, which is pretty cool. So they look pretty cool. They look pretty there's like unique. A, there's, like, a little servo skull thing. Yeah, right? and I love servo skulls, so. Yeah, I will say, I, I was a little sour on the Navy Breachers because it's like, oh, another, you know, generic human another team. Another human team, yeah. I think if, if it wasn't coming out right after, you know, the Blooded and the fact that we already have Vetguard, I would probably be more excited for this because mm-hmm. the models actually look pretty cool. Um, the guy and, with and the I'm, fireman I'm, axe seems yeah, yeah. kind of out of place, but it makes sense, I, I guess. It. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think they look good. Personally, though, I mean, the Kroot steal the show, right? Oh, for sure. The, the Farstalker Kin Band, I believe they're called. Um, these are just phenomenal sculpts. I mean, I just, I just love all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a crude hound too, which I was, which I'm excited for. There's another bird guy. Um, yeah, a GW lot of love their birds. Yeah, they love birds. <laughs> yeah, um, and it looks like there's 12 miniatures of of each, 
team in the box. Um, <clears throat> there's two crew hounds on the crew side, which which I love. Um, and then you know, two of the the twelve out of that navy breacher side is the, the CAT unit and the Geist skull. So I guess it's not a servo skull; it's 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 a Geist skull. Sure, whatever. Don't, don't know what that is, but uh, I mean, I it's clearly it's this thing that I just kind of like. <laughs> it's just a skull on like yeah. A, um, but yeah, I mean, I I'm surprised that there's only twelve miniatures on the crew side. I thought that because that tells me that there's probably it's probably a 10 model team. Because if if it was a 12 model team, there'd probably be like 14 options, maybe. Right. Because that's usually what they do. They'll give you a few more options than what you take. Yeah, I think you're right. It's kind of like a um, uh, orc commando type situation mm-hmm. where it's like if you don't want to take the grot and the, um, the bomb squig, you can just take yeah. two commandos, which... I believe mm-hmm. come in the I believe there's two other commandos in the box that you can build out of it that are just yeah. like generic um so maybe that kind of situation going on there which is cool as long as like all the options are in the box and you don't need to buy two like boxes. two into the dark sets just to have a full oh, team oh. i shudder at the thought um yeah i can imagine this is probably going to be a pricey box there uh, is an incredible amount of plastic in this kit with like mm-hmm. all the walls and everything um it it makes me nervous as to the cost um like if if this box is like geez if it's like 300 bucks or something like that which i could very well see it being um i i don't i just shudder at the thought like i I'd be on the fence on if I want to really pick it up or not. Yeah, I think the main thing in this box to take away, I mean, crude is great. It's so awesome that we have crude. But um, it's this terrain and the fact that it's close quarters. Yep. Um, obviously, we don't have the rules for how it's going to work. Because one of the things, you know, early on, people are saying, oh, what if you tried Arena with the new rules? And, you know, quickly you could say, well, that doesn't work because if you're just concealed, there's no, you know, there's no vantage points. So how are you ever going to shoot a character concealed? Um, and I still don't know how they're going to do that. Cause it doesn't look like there's vantage points in any of these, but um, maybe it I, just goes away. I can't see that happening. Actually. Now that I say that it seems it like it's a such game. a core mechanic of the game. It'd just be a, a completely different game. I would think if they were to take that out. Yeah, so I mean, it does say on the Warhammer community article that the Kill Team Into the Dark Rules Manual contains close quarters rules. So presumably there are going to be some different core gameplay rules, I would imagine, kind of, in the when you're playing on these boards. Yeah. Um, and I mean, who, who that could just mean, you know, there's extra rules. It might not mean different rules, right? Um, yeah. But... Who knows? What we do know is that the the there's going to be more boxes coming out that are kind of be like modular, basically, with the terrain in this box. Uh, so it seems like the next like release, I guess, cycle for Kill Team, like the next few boxes are going to be like close quarter oriented. Yeah. So this might just be what the game is for the next, you know, however long. And I think that's probably a good thing. I think the game needed a mix-up, right? Because it seemed like for a while it was like, 
vast majority of games, it's just being played on Octarius terrain, sometimes Chalnath, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially like competitive events really are just, it's like Octarius terrain for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I think a big mix up like this is a really good thing. Um, so, I mean, what do you think uh, as, as far as the direction the game is going in with this? Yeah, so I'm a really big fan, and um, that's just simply because in the last edition of Kill Team, I think I really fell in love with that edition of Kill Team, like, when Arena came out, right? Because it felt <laughs> like competitive Kill Team was in its prime during the Arena era of the first edition of Kill Team. So I'm excited that there's an expansion coming out. I say expansion, it... it it had this is literally like a starter set. It comes with a core rule book and everything you need to play the game with the tokens mm-hmm. and everything in it, which is like kinda wish that stuff wasn't in it just to keep the price down. Um But yeah, overall I, I really hope that this is uh this is a, a good direction for the game and I think it will be. It Kill Team plays a lot easier in closed confines going off the last I, edition. I agree. I mean obviously the, the rules are so different this edition, but I do think like if if they can adapt it appropriately to 2D effectively, mm-hmm. I mean there's there's 3D walls of course, but um, you know playing on 2D, if that's what this could be, and it looks like 2D to me, um, it, it it eliminates the 3D cover lines, which I think are sort of a nightmare in this game. It, they like are a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my least favorite parts of the addition is having to measure 3D cover lines, um, and obscurity lines and stuff. It's it's just kind of a headache. Um, and last edition, I, I, I love the 2D aspect of Arena, and I thought it made for a really good competitive game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think if this is the direction the game's going to be for the foreseeable future, uh, I'm okay with it. And I'm really excited to try um, to, to try playing on this. Because I'll be honest, I was getting a little bit bored of playing on Octarius Terrain every game. Not that there's only Octarius Terrain, but th- this, this edition is absolutely picky. When it comes to the terrain you play on, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't just throw down any terrain and it'll work, you know, super easy. Yeah. Um, so if if Into the Dark offers a more clean, kind of streamlined terrain situation, um, and that if that means two D gameplay, I'm all for it, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really excited to play this and give it a try. Yeah, it's looking uh, like it is two D from what I can tell from the. Uh... From the article, does it say anywhere in the article that like the terrain is going to be available separately at some point? I would imagine it would be. Uh, it, all it says is that the, there's a massive collection of 54 individual parts in the box, mm-hmm. and it's infinitely expandable when, especially when the next set arrives three months later, bringing with it a whole new set of compatible Space Hulk scenery. So. Oh, okay. All they've said. So there's uh, going to be so there's going to be yeah. another set after this where all the terrain is compatible with this one. So that'll be yeah. cool. I think it's going to be like all modular. Yeah, and that would be pretty sick in my opinion. If, if yeah, it sounds... the problem before was like you had Octarius, then you had Chilnath, and then you had Nachman and, and Morak, and all those terrain sets were just completely different. And they don't really like like you can put them together and make boards, but it's kind of awkward when you do that. Um, it almost felt like those those terrain sets were made to be played as one whole set on its own, rather than you know being perfectly compatible with like, 
mixing Octarius and, you know, Nachman together or something. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Whereas it feels like these, this set and and the sets coming in the future are almost like made tailor made to be put together um, and, and expandable, which I think is way better for the game. Yeah. I will say Necromunda players, if any of you guys listening play Necromunda, (laughs) this is the terrain set for you. There's so much like the modularity and everything. Like these are just hitting all the check marks for uh, Necromunda really. Yeah, I mean, at my, local, terrain. at my local store, there's like a budding Necromunda community. Mm, uh, and it's been so cool seeing Necromunda on the table because I, I never really knew anybody that played it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always thought it looked like a really cool game. And and yeah, I mean, these these sets look like they're ripped right out of some of those like close confined Necromunda boards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a game I'd love to give a try one of these days. Um, and I was always thinking, you know, we've talked about Mordheim in the past. Yes. Uh, you and I have, at least. I don't know if we've talked about it on the channel. But um, I've always had this like hope that they'll bring more time back. But, you know, with Warcry version 2 coming out, that seems more unlikely. Yeah. Um, and I mean, hey, I mean, Warcry. Uh, maybe that new edition will be, be something to look at. Uh, so is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we get into the MCP uh, discussion? No, not really. Um, these crew—they look—they look so good. It's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, they really do. I I love them. All right, yeah. So let's get into Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. So I mean, um, I got you into this game, Ryan. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's so I. I remember when it came out initially, like pre-COVID, it came out at like a terrible time because it came out right before COVID, which mm-hmm. is like a nightmare for any developer. Um, I remember seeing it, and it's in. And for those of you unaware, it is a it is a skirmish uh, tabletop game, much like Kill Team, um, where uh, it's it's Marvel characters, like Marvel comics, uh, and and it's like you're you're pitting two teams, like skirmish teams, against each other. Uh, made up of you know various heroes or villains out of out of that you know universe um and i remember when it came out and i kind of was like eh, you know that it, it doesn't strike me because i've always actually liked comics growing up and you know I, I do like the mc movies i know a lot of people don't like them but um it just didn't like as a concept it seemed weird to me mm-hmm. uh and i very recently had i, I kind of got into it because there, there's a group at my local store that plays it and i you know, I got kind of curious um, and I checked it out. And first of all, the core box is like the one of the best core boxes um, I've seen for any like miniatures game. Yeah, like value um, for money. It is definitely like the best. Yeah, uh, it's super, yeah, like $90 for like two full teams, a bunch of terrain, all the tokens and measurement stuff and dice that you need. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy value. Um, but yeah, I started playing it and... I, you know, I played a couple games and right off the bat, especially coming from Kill Team that kind of has, I don't want to say like super complex rules, but like not the most intuitive rules on, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, MCP was like immediately so easy to pick up and play like from a core rule standpoint, just like hopping in and it, it wasn't very confusing um, to, to learn, I guess. Yeah. And I think you can kind of attest to that too. 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, after, like, the first couple games, it's like, okay, I feel like I know everything I need to know core gameplay-wise in order to just, like, play the game and have a smooth mm-hmm. game. Yes, uh, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of started getting into it. And one thing I really like about it, because I know I, I keep trying to sell people on this game, and a lot of the time I get, like, the same response back where it's like, oh, you know, I'm not really, like, into Marvel. Like, the setting doesn't interest me. And I get that. Um, and a lot of people are kind of like like exhausted from all the movies that have come out because there's just so many. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, if if that is something that dissuades you, one thing that I really like about MCP, as far as like the theme goes, is that it's more comic booky uh, rather than like MCU inspired. For sure. Um, because like I, when I was a kid, I would read all these like old comics that my dad had from like the 80s and like late 70s. And so I kind of grew up reading like Spider-Man and like stuff like that and like Daredevil and stuff. Um, so seeing the artwork and like the, the models uh, in Marvel Crisis Protocol, it was like right away. I was super like kind of drawn into it, like uh, stylistically. Yeah. Like I look at Wolverine and it's it's like yellow, ridiculous outfit Wolverine. It's mm-hmm. not like Hugh Jackman in like a tank top. Yeah, you know? Doc Ock um, is another good one too. Yes, yes, he's the uh, he's comic sure. book Doc Ock, a hundred percent. Nothing to do yep. with the the Sam Raimi depiction. Yeah, it's, it's not like Alfred Molina in a trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> um, which uh, you know, it's it, so. I mean, stylistically, i I can imagine it's not going to be everybody's thing, but um, people that I've shown, people that have agreed to try the game out. Uh, even if they've said before, like, you know, they're not too crazy about the, the setting. Everybody I've showed it to has been like super into it straight away because they play it and they realize, whoa, this plays very well. This is a really fun game. Yes. Um, like Sean, uh, who uh, we haven't had him on the pod in forever, but Sean, he, he's still around. Uh, I He's not he's never even like read a comic book. He's never watched any of the movies. And I got him to sit down and play the game with me. And within the next like 24 hours, he had bought the core box. And within like two weeks, he's bought like 10 more boxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll let you talk for a little bit because I've been rambling. But... <laughs> yeah. So like like you were saying, um, you know, a lot of people might be, I guess, like thrown off by the fact that this is like based off Marvel Comics. People might be thinking that uh, this is a tabletop miniatures game, but is this like a kitty game? You know, we're talking about how easy it is to pick up and learn. It's not a kitty game. Like the the gameplay is just smooth. It is um it's a tight rules system and it is incredibly deep with the, I guess, like, list building and, like, roster construction, I guess, which is what really appeals to me as, like, a kill team player. So, like, when mm-hmm. you mix, like, this really, like, slick, easy-to-learn, easy-to-understand rule system with deep, you know, army building, basically, like, that's it. I don't even care about the setting. <laughs> like, like I like I like some of the Marvel movies. I haven't really, I was never really that big into like the comics, but like I liked Captain America, I liked Punisher, you know, and you know, it's just, I don't know, I just really like it. It's a really cool game and I love it. Yeah. Uh, as far as like how, 
how it stacks up as like a competitive game and like a serious like like tactical game. Um, it's gotten very popular among people that like competitive like X Wing players. Um, that was a game that used to be pretty big mm-hmm. as far as like tournament wise, uh, like in, in the competitive scene goes. But once they changed the edition and like a lot of the rule set, a bunch of people kind of there's like a mass exodus. Pretty much from yeah. X Wing. Um, and the same thing from like Warmahords, which is another game uh, that a lot of players migrated from to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, and coincidentally, uh, Atomic Mass Games, who who makes the game, one of the the lead designers was one of the lead designers on uh, Warmahords, which is I never played that game, but everything I've heard is that it was a very very good competitive tabletop game. Like the, they were super hard on that like uh, the, the developers of that game when they were doing that and and i think marvel crisis protocol it kind of shows um so yeah i mean uh, you you brought up the list building and the roster construction that's one of my favorite parts about the game um there are uh so i guess it, coming from kill team we're used to hearing factions like there are a bunch of factions in kill team mm-hmm. um marvel crisis protocol doesn't have factions it has something different called affiliations um it, the difference here is that I think there's probably like 18 or 19, there's around 20 affiliations in the game right now, and uh, about 140, uh, 150 characters in the game right now, and they're always releasing new ones. Um, uh, to to play a game of Marvel Crisis Protocol and have like you're playing your affiliation, the way that the list building works is only as long as more than half of your list belongs to that affiliation and you have one of the leaders from that affiliation in the list uh the whole list gets the like the quote-unquote faction bonus um so what what this results in is like almost like infinite opportunities for list building it, it is insane yeah how deep you can go in this game in terms of like coming up with new combos and new like strategies and new approaches and it's just something that so I've been playing for about four months now, and uh, I've been getting pretty like deep into into the competitive scene and just kind of following it. And it's got a great tournament scene. I, I know it's big at LVO. Um, they just had uh, it was just at Atlantic City this year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, NashCon is a big one. Adepticon's a big one. They've got quite a quite a decent sized tournament scene. Um, and I know for our listeners, a lot of there's a lot of people that listen to our content that, that love Tabletop Simulator. Um, Tell them and, how many uh, people are in the uh, in the little league that you're playing in right now over TTS. Yes, yeah, so I'm playing the Marvel Crisis Protocol TTS League, which is on Season 8. Uh, there are over 300 players in this league, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that uh, is absolutely insane to me. Because <laughs> um, there are like, what did you tell me? There are like less than like three thousand people in the actual Discord for it. Yep, something like that. Which is wild to me because we have over three thousand people in our own Discord, the Command Point Discord. If you're not a part of it, join it. Link in the mm-hmm. description. And like, we're lucky to be cracking like thirty-two players for a for yeah. a kill team TTS tournament We've... that we're hosting. We've never sniffed a hundred. We we've capped. I think our biggest one ever was like sixty four, sixty five. It was sixty four, yeah. And, the biggest uh, kill team tournament period at that time. 
yeah, for a while. Um, but yeah, MCP, this is the, for two consecutive seasons now in that, in the TTS league, it's, um, it's hit over 300 players and it's just massive and it's such a big event. Um, and I'm playing in it right now. Um, and you know, I've been playing for like four months and I'm, I'm doing pretty well. It's, it's in, and I'm really enjoying it. And it's like, I, I feel like, like the creative itch constantly thinking about and like strategizing about how I can approach the game differently yes. from like a list building perspective. Um, it's just been really scratching that itch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess uh, we, we are planning on uh, starting very soon. Um, uh, another podcast that's going to be on command point uh, because I understand a lot of you are here for kill team and only kill team. So the command point podcast and the command point YouTube channel is still going to have Kill Team on it, obviously. We opened this episode talking about Kill Team. (laughs) And uh, if you want to just hear uh, Kill Team in a podcast format, you can keep listening to Command Point uh, because we're going to be having a second podcast that we're going to also upload to the channel uh, called Crisis Point, uh, specifically dedicated to uh, talking about, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, both competitive and just, like, talking about the releases and, and, and diving into that game. So... Uh, if you've never played MCP, seriously consider it. I know there's a lot of you on here that are huge fans of like deep tabletop strategy games. And in one episode here, what like half of an episode here, we can't really do justice to, <laughs> to how how many moving parts there are and, and how well it all flows together mm-hmm. for, for this game. Um, just give it a look. And, and I would really recommend trying it out. Uh, whether it's on TTS or, or, you know, I'm sure there's somebody at your local game store that, that would be willing to, uh, to do a demo game. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan, you can, you can talk now. I've been again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm just gonna, I kind of want to go through and just list off some of the, uh, the, uh, affiliations that are in this game and just highlight some of the key characters that are in here for anybody who like might be a fan of the comics or a fan of the movies and wants to just like, you know, want to know who, who's what in the game, who's, who's in it so far. Um, so we have got, uh, a force captained by she Hulk, a black cats on there. And here's the thing with these characters is that some of them, they actually share affiliations across like multiple affiliations, I guess. Um, yeah. So like they swap in and out really easily, and you don't really. It's just so modular. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um. There's Ag- There's a Asgard led by Thor, and obviously it's got like Loki, Valkyrie, uh, Hela, Queen of Hell. Uh. And then there's Avengers, which is the biggest affiliation in the game, I think. Yeah, it is at the moment. Cabal's getting there though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, both of those factions basically are, uh, you get good, decent models um, for both of those factions inside the core box. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know if really you can take the models in the core box and, like, smash a tournament, but, like, they're they're good, you yeah. know? It's not sure. like, yeah. I, I love Steve Rogers, Captain America. Um, I like Iron Man, even though he's not apparently very good. Oh, I think Iron Man's good. Yeah, I think Iron Man's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I heard other people that push. That push is yeah, the push is pretty good. Um, well, it's Black Order, Thanos. Yeah, Black Order. How can I forget? <laughs> yep, Thanos. 
which is just awesome. And, uh, you know, he's got the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, you can give him... There's the, All five of the gems are in the game, right? And you can give him two at any time. It, like, increases his... Um, his threat level, which is like their equivalent to points in terms of list building. Um, yes. And you can also give those gems to other characters like Loki. Um, mm -hmm. We've got Brotherhood of Mutants. So if you're an X-Men fan, uh, it's not just all like Avengers and MCP here. It is mm -hmm. also lots and lots of X-Men and X-Men characters in here. Magneto, Mystique, Juggernaut, who's really good. Um, yep. Sabretooth. Uh, Cabal has Red Skull. Uh, yeah, Cabal is like it's kind of like the catch at the it's moment. It's a catch-all for a bunch of villains, yeah. Yeah, and they're they're definitely narrowing down. Like they're coming out with a Hydra affiliation pretty soon. Yeah, um, that, that's going to be kind of more narrow, and I think uh, a little more focused. But like you go down, you've got Convocation if you're into like Doctor Strange and the and the magic people, the sorcerers. Mm -hmm. Um. Criminal Syndicate, which is another, it's another bad guy affiliation, but it's a little more like grounded. Like Kingpin is the leader, if you're familiar with that, with Kingpin. Right. Um, and they've uh, got, <laughs> go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, like, one of the characters who is kind of like smashing and is the, uh, the talk of the town is, uh, Criminal Syndicate, but it's led by, um, is it uh, Shadowland, Shadowland Daredevil? Daredevil? Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of taken over Criminal Syndicate. Uh, there is the Defenders, which feature characters such as Doctor Strange as the leader. It's got Daredevil, Hulk. I feel like Defenders is kind of just like it's like a smaller of a, Avengers. Yeah, it's like a street level, more like uh, like superhero group. Mm -hmm. Like it's got like Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like yeah, Moon Metal, Scarlet like Witch. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, of course. <laughs> With, almost all the characters from the movies, the, which is where most people know Guardians of the Galaxy from, um, are, are in that affiliation. Mm -hmm. um, Inhumans, which is a, a much more like niche um, Marvel comics group. Like most people don't probably know what Inhumans are if you don't like read comics. Um, but they're, they're a pretty interesting affiliation. Uh, the Midnight Suns, which is led yeah. by Blade. Blade. Uh, Blade doesn't <laughs> pay taxes. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Tax fraud? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Wesley Snipes committed tax fraud. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I think we have a new Blade coming out with with uh, what's that actor? Mahershala Ali. Um, he was the guy from True Detective. Oh, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, really? Yeah. That's Yo, gonna that's gonna be wild. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Spider foes. My personal favorite affiliation right now, it's what I play, Spider-Foes, which is basically, uh, it's a villain team for just enemies of Spider-Man, um, led by Green Goblin. Uh, it's got like Dr. Octopus, Venom, like that's my favorite uh, affiliation right now on MCP, Spider-Foes. Um, just a huge fan. And some beautiful models, by the way. Oh, just yeah, the models. Amazing. Yeah, the models are fantastic. Um Probably not as much room for like kit bashing, conversion, and and hobbying as like 40k models, but I mean the game isn't really designed for that. Um, yeah. But the models are, I mean, they're good. If you've ever handled like a Star Wars Legion model, they're kind of made out of that same plastic. Um, mm -hmm. Just to kind of give you guys an idea. 
And it's made by the same developers of uh, Star Wars yes. Legion. Uh, yes. So if you guys like that game, you might like this game. Um, uh, Uncanny <clears throat> X-Men? Yep, Uncanny X-Men. So, I mean, of course, you need to have the X-Men. Uh, uh, Wakanda with mm -hmm. Black Panther. That's a that's a cool one. Uh, Web Warriors, of course, which is basically the Spider-Man affiliation with a bunch of Spider-Man characters and uh, friends of Spider-Man. Uh, X-Force, which is like weird X-Men. It's like Deadpool and like Cable and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many characters in this game. And, and what I should what I do want to say, uh, one thing. Uh, first of all, like the, as far as the scope of the game, I did say early on it was like skirmish sized. Uh, teams, the size of a list that you're going to run is going to range from like three to six models most of the time. Um, three being a pretty, you know, uh, narrow, like taller list and six being like a pretty wide, like quote unquote horde equivalent, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it plays with alternating activations. And I just, I can't stress enough how there's, there's so many characters in this game. And Atomic Mass Games has done such a good job of making them all feel like every character card feels so unique and really captures the feeling of that character, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, and it's and it's really super exciting whenever a new thing comes out just to see like how how good of a job they can do uh, kind of like finding that magic and, and making this this model on the table feel like it's it's comic book counterpart. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and Shield is another one that's 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 going to be coming out well. soon. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I do want to talk about without getting too deep into it. There's kind of like a comeback mechanic in this game, mm -hmm. where um, basically every single character in the game has a has a card that has you know all their stats, all their abilities, and ever all that information on them. Um, once they are reduced to basically like zero hit points, um, you flip the card over and they have like a damaged side, I guess I'll call it. Mm -hmm. um, and the, char the character is, once this happens, the character is dazed. It can't do anything for the rest of the turn. But um, on the next turn, you come back with the, with the opposite side and um, you, you basically like, you you come back at like full health or like slightly below or in some cases I think you might have more health, um, mm -hmm. and you have some different powers. So uh, let's talk about Steve Rogers, Captain America, for example. Once he gets dazed, um, you flip his card and he com he comes back and he's actually stronger. One of his yep. abilities is called um, uh, "I can do this all day" and it kind of just uh, he kind of just gains more uh, durability, you know. Mm -hmm. um, which is exciting because, uh, I mean, for context, like when a character takes damage, they gain what one of the currency of the game, which is called power. Mm -hmm. And you can have a max of 10 power and you use that power to use uh, certain attacks or certain abilities. Um, so, so a character that, you know, gets dazed, um, when they come back next turn, they've just taken a lot of damage because they got dazed. And they're going to come back loaded up with a bunch of power on their injured side, and they're probably going to go off before they yeah. die. Because once you once you die on your injured side, you're out of the game. The character's KO'd. Um, and so, you know, th there's a lot of different ways to to approach how you want to win in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Um, if unlike in in other you know games that I've played in the past, if you table your opponent in Marvel Crisis Protocol, you win, uh, regardless of what the current score is. Um, 
Alternatively, you can win by uh, having more points at the end of the sixth round or getting to 16 points before your opponent does. So there's different win conditions, which I really like. Um, and uh, on top of that, the I guess um, it, it's really interesting how uh, between the, the fact that you know there's this big comeback mechanic and one of my favorite parts about the game is that there there is no initiative roll. Like at the start of each round, you don't roll That's, to see who goes first. Mm-hmm. It is who if you went last uh, in the last act, last turn, if you activated last, you go second on the next turn. <laughs> That's and it. It's as simple as that. And yeah. this is something I've I've wanted for so long in Guild Team, and I don't know if people they just it, GW loves initiative rolls, so I don't know if that'll ever happen. I feel like uh, yeah, like if <laughs> I wish to just all games workshop games had that just all yeah, tabletop such, minis yeah. games had that it's so clean and it's it's just you know it, i i love it so much um and there's a lot more to say about like how the missions are set up like you don't have the mission pack like when you play a game of kill team like competitively you go to the match to play missions that they have in the book uh, marvel crisis protocol doesn't have missions instead you have crisis cards um which you put in your roster and before the game starts and i'm i'm simplifying it here yeah. uh, just to explain it quickly yeah before the game starts you and your opponent each end up drawing one crisis card from each of your rosters and two crisis cards uh down on the board basically create the the mission that you're playing on for that game um, and there's probably about like 20 crises in the game. So there's a lot of different combinations and and teams, different teams play very differently depending on what what crisis setup yep. you're playing on. Uh, and the fact that you kind of have the opportunity to to put in your roster certain missions and, and objective scoring layouts that are favorable to your team kind of just adds a whole other dimension. Um, and it's way easier on a TO. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it adds a <laughs> lot of... It It adds more depth and strategic thought to the game without just, like, throwing bloat into the game, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Which, it, it, love that. Um, <laughs> one thing that you kind of... We're talking about the, uh, the, the cards and the amount that are in this game. Um, so that just got me thinking of the rules. Uh, the rulebook is available for free on the Atomic Mass Games website, and I believe like all of the uh, FAQs and everything are also available for free up there. So that is uh, really nice. Obviously, we wish Games Workshop did something like this, where, you know, yep. the rules are just free. Yeah, um, and there's an affiliation list that they update as well uh, that you can... I mean, we can link in the description of this video, and you can just take a look and see every character that's in the game and every affiliation that's in the game mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, and it's, this is something that atomic mass games does a lot, a lot of devs not called games workshop do this. Um, yeah. Like they, uh, atomic mass games also, I believe has all the rules for, uh, core rules for star Wars Legion on their website as well, which is another game that, that you've been into lately, Ryan. Yeah. That, um, yeah. The rules for that are also available for free online. And I mean, I will say it sounds like we're kind of like putting on games workshop right now. Pardon my <laughs> French. Um, and we kind of are. But um, the, th- the thing with Games Workshop and the difference between that and like Star Wars Legion and um, Marvel Crisis Protocol, obviously, is that Crisis Protocol and Legion, 
these are both games that are based of off of already existing IPs that mm-hmm. the game developers they have the license to produce the games based on those IPs, right? Whereas the Games Workshop games, they are based off their own in-house IP where they you know they have to they need to create art, they need to have authors to write books. They need obviously like the rules the rules writers and everything. So, I mean, like on the back end of things, I want to say with uh with Games Workshop, you know, they have a lot more uh people to employ. It feels like uh, in I terms of like the creative side, whereas Atomic Mass Games, they just have to develop the game and then clear it with the owners of the IP essentially. So, Hence why I at least one of the reasons why I think like, you know, you gotta buy the core rule book for forty K, you gotta buy the codexes and all these supplements and everything, you know. Um But yeah, no, this is so it, it's a lot more budget friendly, I guess I will say. Yeah. MCP uh definitely more budget friendly than I would say probably Kill Team. Like yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Definitely um, more budget-friendly than 40K or Age of Sigmar. Yeah, I mean, you, like, after the core box, which is a crazy value, um, most character boxes are going to have two characters, and they're going to be, like, 40 bucks. Um, yeah. But you're only going to have a max of 10 characters on your roster. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, in each game, it's going to be, like, three to six characters, most mm-hmm. of the time five, <laughs> mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, so it, it's not too, uh, it's not too crazy of an investment if you already have the core box. Um, it's really easy to expand and kind of build upon that. And there's all these different affiliations and, and characters and yeah. Uh, what I love about it too, is that the game feels very balanced. Um, there's obviously certain things that are stronger than others. Uh, but you can make, you really can make almost any character work if you really like the character in Marvel crisis protocol, um, like I, I've, I think I mentioned earlier, I grew up reading a lot of like daredevil comics, like old style daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, and core, like, uh, not core box, but normal daredevil, not the criminal syndicate one. Normal daredevil is considered one of the worst characters in the game. He is just like, he's super undertuned. Um, but still, I think even that character like I was looking and, you know, looking at the different affiliations and looking at his kit. And I'm like, you know, there's ways you can kind of make this character work if you really like him. Like if I want to play him in like shield or something, I think shield might have some stuff that, that daredevil would really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like list building possibility is just so cool to me. Like yeah. if you pair it with all the flavor and like, I like this character, how can I make it work? There's probably a way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as you guys can tell, we are very excited about Marvel Crisis Protocol, excited enough, obviously, that we are planning on launching a new podcast dedicated for it. So if you guys want more information on that, stay tuned in the coming weeks and months, as I'm sure we're going to have uh, more episodes, or we'll, we'll have the first few episodes for that podcast coming out soon. Yep, and I, I am personally, I'm excited. I, I hope some of our Kill Team uh, subscribers... Um, you know, check this game out and and, and kind of hop on the uh, the same the same bandwagon as us because it really is a great game. And I'm also uh, on the same note looking forward to you know um, catching a lot of MCP fans that that uh, that, that discover our channel and and uh, kind of get into it through uh, 
get into our channel through through Marvel Crisis Protocol. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of uh, exciting things on the way. And as always, like I said before, if you're just in the kill team, kill team content is not going anywhere on Command Point. <laughs> We're going to continue to talk about that game. It's where we started, and it's not going anywhere. But uh, you know, it's exciting for us to to have the opportunity to talk about other games too that we like. Yeah, so I think that about does it for this episode of the Command Point Cop Podcast. <laughs> the Command Point Podcast, excuse me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or follow us on whatever podcasting app you are listening to us on. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating, all that stuff. If you want to support us even further, you can go ahead and check out our Patreon. We should have a link to that somewhere down below. And uh, come and join our community. Come and continue the conversation over on our Discord server. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, just about wraps it up. I think you did a great job there, Ryan. And to all of you, uh, stay tuned in the coming weeks for the first episode of Crisis Point.